94.7 Kumu. Proud to be Hawaii-owned and operated. A service of Pacific Media Group. It's your, it's your Rise and Drive morning show. 94.7 Kubu. Good hey, morning. Hey, good morning. It's 8.05 on the rise and no drive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Time for our Kubu Kokua segment. And this morning, uh, we're going to be tackling the topic of mental health during the lockdown and the COVID-19 uh, pandemic. This morning, uh, live in our Kumu studio right now is Sandra Liji Brandon. She is Director of Behavioral Health Services for the Queen's Health System. Thank you so much for joining Hello, us. Hello, Sandra. Good morning. Really appreciate it. And, um, you know, I, so this is what I'm going to do while I'm going to let Sandra take a moment to kind of explain um, uh, her background so that folks know who they're talking to and who they're hearing from. And in the meantime, I'm also going to set up our live uh, for our Kumu Facebook mm-hmm. so that folks can watch at the same time. So, Sandra, yes, can you please briefly tell us your background so people can know as what kind of... As we dances around Right. You're trying yeah, yeah, to put I know. The, uh, <laughs> the phone up here. So sure. go ahead. You, you can talk to me okay. and talk to her okay. if she does this. Um, yes, I am a psychiatric uh, nurse practitioner. So a psychiatric mental health nurse practitioner. Um, I'm also the director of behavioral health. So at Queens Medical Center, we have behavioral health for um, inpatient acute adults. We also have a child and adolescent unit. We also have a Queens Counseling Center. But as far as my background, um, I am a psychiatric nurse practitioner, so sometimes I can do telemed, um, which is really important right now. Yeah. Um, I um, see. I currently see clients in um, on the Big Island mm-hmm. because there's a little. There's not very many right, providers yeah. on the Big Island. Yeah, actually, uh, neighbor islands in general, right? Mm-hmm. There's a real lack of. Uh, uh, of practitioners for that area, so that's that's great. Thank you. Uh, so, are you born and raised here? I am not born here, but raised here. Oh, okay, okay. Mm-hmm. And uh, you got your education where? Uh, well, I went to University of Hawaii, got one of one of two nursing degrees, mm-hmm. and then I got my post masters at Johns Hopkins University. Holy smokes! Okay, yeah. wow. So you've been doing this for a little bit then? It's a little bit. Okay, okay. <laughs> okay. So, so she knows what she's talking about yeah. for sure. Well, you're getting good at that. <laughs> what? That was, that oh, was set fast. up the Facebook Live. Yeah, she's done. <laughs> Look at that. Needs a little adjustment, Impressive. but uh, I'll work on that in a second. So, folks, uh, again, if uh, you were just tuning in, we are talking about mental health during the pandemic. And, yes, you can now look at our Facebook because I have that Facebook Live going on. Again, Sandra Liji Brandon from the Queen's Health System is with us. Um, this is a stressful situation right now, right, with the pandemic and the lockdown. Can Is that, like, common? Are you hearing people talking about anxiety and and uh, maybe even possibly depression during this time? Oh, absolutely. I think it's very normal to be scared, to have anxiety, maybe even develop some depression at this time. And Mm -hmm. I don't think I go a single day without somebody talking about being anxious. Mm -hmm. So I think if people are feeling that way, it's very normal and it's almost expected for this time. Yeah, yeah. Especially with, um, you know, people are posting on our Kuma Facebook about all kinds of situations. Families stuck together with the kids all day long then driving them crazy uh, some people are completely isolated all by themselves and and feeling cut off uh, we got our kupuna out there who are by themselves a lot of the time um, uh, some people are binging on media you know trying to keep up with the pandemic and and I don't expect you to solve all their problems everybody's problems all at one time but can you shed some light on just kind of like um, how to th- I mean the main thing here is how to maintain some kind of semblance of mental health in this really stressful situation. Yes, um, I think each of those situations are really unique, but Mm -hmm. um, what the first thing we should do is try to 
find one or two sources, one or two quality sources. If you're if you're a media binger, mm-hmm. try to find one or two quality sources in which you can rely on, and then give yourself a break from social media. Mm. Give yourself a break from the media, and take time to because all this information is coming in. But the problem with sometimes with the internet or multiple sources is everybody might have a different agenda, or the information is not vetted. Um, and so you really have to just try to stick to one or two, one or two sources mm-hmm. in which you can find that that information is reliable um, and trust in that information, but don't do it 24 hours a day or 12 hours a day or yeah, all your waking Some people are moments. really binging. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. absolutely. And, um, and as far as the isolation, I, yeah, you know, the isolation or even spending time with your family. Most of us are spending time with our family more so than we ever have. <laughs> Indeed. Right? Uh-huh. Because you figure sometimes our teachers are actually spending more time with our children than we are because mm-hmm. we're working at the same time. Um, and so, you know, there's, there's lots of things we can do. Keep everyone busy. Give yourself some space. You know, let the kids go outside in the backyard as long as they're practicing their social distance from each other. Mm-hmm. Um, and give everyone some time to spa- to have space. Mm-hmm. I think it's okay to create that space. And everyone take turns if there's not a lot of rooms to do that or something and to say, this is my hour where I can go and take space. And the oh, next okay. hour you can go and take some space. Mm-hmm. Um, especially if you have young children, right? Because it's not like you can just check out and... and <laughs> <laughs> have the room and leave. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Right. My own time out in I my know, corner. I uh-huh. know. <laughs> Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah, everybody is all up in each other's face a lot of the times with this lockdown and, and making space and time for your own self is what you're saying is really important. It is. Yeah. And uh, some people consider that being selfish, but I really don't think that's about being selfish. I think that's about taking care of your well-being mm. and giving yourself the time, even if it's just a nap or to meditate, take a shower alone, you know, something where the kids aren't, you know, um, Knocking on the bathroom door. Right. Yeah. Yes, I, I think it's okay to have that one hour, and and maybe for some people it could be more, maybe it's shorter. But I think everyone deserves to have some time where they can decompress alone. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't know, man. What? Bobby's, Bobby's. You guys have a tough time with that one. What? You really do. What do you mean? Like well, allowing uh, ourselves time? Allowing, well, a allowing yourselves yeah. to have that time. Yeah, getting right. the chance to take that time right and that not, and then not feeling guilty when you decide you want to take that well time. i was gonna say and right? then so you get like you yeah. get them you get and them in all angles and so. layered on top of that is i think for some of i i've been talking with some of my mom friends feeling a level of guilt that we're not always super happy that now we have our kids with us 24 <laughs> 7 you know what i mean like oh we're supposed to like there's some kind of societal pressure on us yeah. to be glad mm-hmm. all the time mm-hmm. about oh i got my kids around me all the time but that is a that is a stressful thing. It is. It's right? challenging. Yeah. yeah. So you got to give. So you're saying give yourself permission. Give yourself permission to take care of yourself a little bit. Oh, absolutely. There's yeah. plenty to feel guilty about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I think as a mother, mm-hmm. that just comes with the package. Mm-hmm. But I think you have to, everyone has to commit it together. So if you have, you know, an older kid who can maybe watch the younger kid for 30 minutes, oh, or okay. if you yeah. have a partner who can help or a parent who can help. I think you, it's okay to give yourself that permission. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and then mm-hmm. if you can't do that, um, you can always reach out and get some professional help. It's not a problem. It is not something that you should feel guilty about. And uh, there are some resources for people if they want to get in contact with Queens. Is that correct? There is. The Queens Counseling Center. So right now, to kind of adjust to this uh, pandemic that's going on, mm-hmm. we have gone to telemedicine. So we used mm-hmm. to do most of our inpatients, um, our visits 
um, face-to-face, but okay. we've actually moved to telemedicine. And so people can go and do it on their phones. Um, they can do it on the computer and um, they can speak to somebody, a professional. Okay. I have to say, I have to say though, because I had to do my therapist session with my therapist last week via telemedicine. Uh-huh. It was weird. <laughs> I had to call I had to um, click on a link mm-hmm. it, it sent me to a thing you have to and because it's very uh, they, they want to make sure they follow HIPAA um, it's very high security so you have to use a code and all that stuff mm-hmm. and then he pops up and he goes hey so how's it going and I'm like ha. okay this is weird man so it, it took me it took me a little while to sort of get used to it because you're also not doing it in their office you are mm-hmm. doing it in your like I had to do it in the car because there is no real private place to go mm. because normally when you go to your therapist's office you sit in your therapist's office they close the door they turn on the little noise thing so that nobody can hear what you're talking about yeah, and yeah. you just go mm-hmm. but now you know he's sitting in his house somewhere and mm-hmm. I'm sitting in my car somewhere and people are walking by <laughs> and I'm like okay it's going to take a little bit of getting yeah, used yeah, to yeah it takes a little yeah. bit of getting used to but I think um, you know after about 10-15 minutes we were able to get back into the flow of it mm, uh, but mm-hmm. it's still there you know there's always there's also that little bit of a lag sometimes just because it's internet so uh, just be be ready for that part of it and try not to let it freak you out too much because because <laughs> it, it's a new thing for you guys too not just for us right it but, is it's new for everyone i think yeah. after you do it for a while i've been doing it for a while but after you do it for a while mm-hmm. it becomes very normal oh okay um but yeah in the, the initial part i used to have people come onto the screen and go oh no i don't want this <laughs> Oh. <laughs> yeah, because I, I was looking at him and his mouth wasn't matching with what he was saying. And so oh, he's like, oh. why aren't you looking at me? I go, because I can't, because you're, you're talking and then the words are coming to me. It's weird. And he goes, oh, okay, well, don't worry about it. But 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 you'll get used to it. But there are lots of, um, there are lots of resources for you to, to look for mm-hmm, that kind of stuff. So mm-hmm, please, mm-hmm. please avail yourself of them. Um, especially, uh, and really, you're talking about moms. I really feel bad for my wife. I feel bad for all the moms that are out there because you, you uh, I think in this, in this uh, in this time of us being sort of trapped in our houses, mm-hmm. uh, and you and I get to get out, but you know, uh, at least for my spouse, she doesn't leave the house, and so you know, sitting there with her and and realizing, oh, my kids, they're with her all the time, <laughs> you know, and everything is, and as you know, because yeah. every time you go home, right, is mom, mm-hmm. I need this, mom, I need that, mm-hmm. mom, I need mm-hmm. this, mom, and to have that all the time, I right. cannot even imagine, right, right, I cannot. So, Sandra, you're seeing some best practices. Definitely carve out time and space for yourself. And moms need not feel guilty about that. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Take your time. It's okay. Uh, We're going to take a quick break. Uh, We'll be back with Sandra in a little bit. Uh, This is uh, Kuma Kokua, and we're talking about mental health, which we think is really, really important. So, Mm -hmm. uh, we'll get back to more questions from you. Yes. If you got them for us, you can send them to us on Facebook Live. Uh, You can also call 947-5868. Rise and Drive with 94.7 Kuma. Good morning from your Rise and Drive morning show on 94.7 Kumu. You are here with uh, Kumu Kokua. It is Devin. And Esme. And we have Sandra here from yeah. Queen's Health Systems mm-hmm. uh, talking about mental health. Yeah. And uh, we, we got some questions on Facebook? Uh, yes, we have, actually. Sandra, can you take a moment and kind of address some 
best practices, some tips for people who are uh, sequestered at home with their other half? Mm-hmm. Because people are constantly joking around, well, half, jo- well, maybe not, not joking not at all joking, yeah. about I'm going to kill my other half pretty soon because it's driving us crazy. In fact, didn't we report, there are some celebrities who were saying they're, they're uh, Kristen, Kristen Bell, Bell, Dax, Dax Shepard. Yeah. yeah, they're they're sniping at each other all Ooh, the time. Boy. And that, apparently, so this is a thing. So can you address that, like how to maintain a healthy relationship during lockdown? Because this could go a while. We could be at this for months. Yes. Well, I think the important thing to remember is that um, <laughs> um, you should, this is the time where if you have space in the house, if you are yelling at each other or snipping at each other, mm-hmm. this is that time to give each other that space mm-hmm. um, where you can maybe hang out in different rooms. But I think the important thing is to that we're all in the same boat and a lot of times because it's our loved ones we manifest our anxiety and our angst towards our loved ones and mm. it's yeah right <laughs> sorry sorry hey. oh, my wife is in this thing. I'm in trouble anyway I'm speaking up for your wife she's like hey uh-huh. but I think I think even Esme and I I mean we work together every day doing this you know 5 days a week but even we get on each other's nerves well I get on her nerves so, you know, I mean, but, but yeah. it happens. It mm-hmm. happens. You, you realize that if you're not communicating with each other, it's very easy to, like, all of a sudden, whew, you're off in this direction with each other, and that's not necessarily very helpful for either one of you. No, and I think you need to talk about the feelings that you're having mm. versus letting it turn into something different, mm. you know, mm-hmm. that it becomes this anger that you're projecting onto you, even though you've done nothing wrong. Mm. Um, and the, the actually, the best way for all of this to to kind of, um, get through the day-to-day is to talk about it and to mm-hmm. start having that open communication with each other. Mm. And if you can't do that, when you're angry at that moment, give yourself the space. Yeah. You know, yeah. give yourself some time to, to because your house become, becomes very small <laughs> when... <laughs> can't go there. There's a kid in that one. Can't go there. There's a yeah, kid yeah, in yeah. that one. Oh, that was a right. bathroom. Ah, okay. Right, yeah. right, right. Uh-huh. I saw, I saw um, uh, online, I was reading one article about this issue and somebody was recommended, one psychologist was talking about maintaining some level of romance. I mean, it's, it's hard to do that when you see each other all the time. It takes away some of the mystery. But they were talking about things like um, still have your date night and things like that. Is that it, do you recommend and things like that? I do. I think you have to kind of go back. You know, when we're busy, my husband and I are working, you know, 40 hours a week or more mm-hmm. and um, you don't have that time. So now you have that time together, right? And so um, <laughs> for, for good or bad. And so um, you can take that time and you want to watch a, you can watch a romantic comedy together or um, I'm sure every man is cringing when I say that, but um, <laughs> you can watch a movie together. You can have those date nights. You can have a candlelight dinner. Um, you can, there's things that you can recreate in the home Mm -hmm. that, um, that will kind of bring that romance. Remember why you were together in the first place Mm -hmm. and try to bring it back to the things that you used to once enjoy doing, you know, even if it's playing a video game together or something that you can find time to enjoy moments together. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think that's important. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. Absolutely. Anything else we got on Facebook? Yeah. Actually, um, if we want to shift a little bit, we are also getting some questions uh, about working from home. Mm. What kinds of challenges that poses um i don't know if any of your patients or your clients are talking about that and um if you have any recommendations for best best practices for that because i can just say so in my various 
previous uh, professions, uh, sometimes I've had teleworking kinds of uh, situations. Your work day, if you don't control it, can start when the sun comes up and go until you go to sleep. Um, if you don't put some parameters around it, and that can make you crazy just all by itself. So can you talk about some best practices for people who are working at home, especially for the first time? Yes, definitely yeah. give yourself a routine. Okay. So you okay. want to stay on schedule as if you were actually going to work. So mm -hmm. the day starts when your work starts, 8 o'clock in the morning. Give yourself a lunch break. Um, and then when it's time to end work, end work. <laughs> Shut your what? phone off. Turn <laughs> your computer off. Because what it does is, you're right, the days become a lot longer. Mm -hmm. Or you feel like because you've walked away to tend to your child that you have to come back and make that time mm -hmm. up. Um, but you have to have, you have to set these parameters for yourself that says eight to four thirty. that's my working time. And after that, my phone shuts off, my computer shuts off mm. and I'm not going to do any more work, but it's the routine that's really important. Mm -hmm. And if being at home is stressful before you start your day, do some meditation before you start your, your work. Mm. Um, so you can kind of center yourself, get back into your own head, um, and be prepared for the day, but you have to shut off at some point. Mm. When you say meditation, do you mean uh, go somewhere just kind of quiet? Like, I don't know, the bathroom <laughs> probably <laughs> in your house? And then just, uh, is, is it, when you're meditating, is it an idea that you are trying to be mindless? Like, do you just clear your mind of all things? Or what do you suggest people do if Actually, they're just I trying to learn how to do it? I consider it being more mindful. Mm. And so paying attention to what's coming into your mind, mm -hmm. trying to kind of clear all the noise, but focus it on really what you want to do. So, mm. you know, whether it's a mantra that says that today's going to be a good day um, mm -hmm. or something. And then sometimes when your mind veers off, you're like, oh, my mind's veering off. Come mm. back. But it's being mindful of what's happening. Okay. And, and, you're, and it doesn't have to, everyone thinks it has to be on your, on your floor with your legs crossed. <laughs> Um, and, uh, cause that's what I used to think. And, um, but it can be in the bed. It can be in the bathroom. You can go outside and walk around and do it. Um, there's walking meditations, mm -hmm. there's apps for it, but mm. I think it's important to take, you know, five or 10 minutes. If you have longer, it's, it's a great way to kind of come back and, and be more mindful about the thoughts that are running in your mind. Mm. Oh, that's awesome. cool. Um, you know, yeah. one other thing in, in relation to that, uh, when we're talking about leaving a space for you to work, uh, but a lot of kids are also doing the remote learning thing. So uh, would a recommendation too to find them a spot to do that? Yes, absolutely. Everyone needs to create their own spaces mm. to do things. Um, mm. Unfortunately, my five-year-old runs around with the phone everywhere and I'm like, oh, don't show that part of the house. <laughs> but yes, you definitely want to um, create a space for everyone to be able to work mm. and, mm -hmm. and do their work, whether it, even if it's on their bed. But everyone should have their own space because at work you do. And at mm -hmm. school, they have their own desks. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. And so you try to create, simulate what life would be like if they were on the outside. Oh, see, you actually just, you just now tackled a question that uh, somebody was posting on our Kumu Facebook. Uh, also, um, Alama over in YNI was asking about um, maintaining schedules for kids. And then how do you know if your children are feeling anxiety? Like, what are the telltale signs? How do you, how do you spot that? Because they might manifest that differently from adults. So how do you spot anxiety in your kids during lockdown? And then how do you address that? Like, how do you help them? Yeah, for kids, you know, a lot of times they won't be able to talk about their feelings or they don't even know have the word anxiety. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. so they do manifest things differently. A lot of times it's a lot of question asking. Sometimes they have disturbances in their sleep. 
they start having nightmares or maybe like for teenagers they sleep too long longer than the average teenager or yeah. too little how, how long is that <laughs> yeah, by the way because i, I, I know to, the difference with yeah. my son my son can sleep all day <laughs> trying to get that part figured out yeah yeah yeah, yeah um, but they, i know what you mean though yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. they start answer, asking a lot of questions um, and I think that what we need to do is talk to our children, talk to our children about what's happening, mm -hmm. because thinking that they don't know is actually wrong, because they do know, right? Mm. They can hear the radio and the TV going off yeah. when you're mm. listening to it in the and background. the routine is totally disrupted. disrupted. Yeah. 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 And yeah. so acting like everything is normal is probably not the most therapeutic thing to do, but okay. to talk about what's going on mm -hmm. and why they're working from home. But I, I have a friend who um, t puts, puts his kid in school at home and then even does recess. Oh, wow. My son does recess all the time, yeah. so I don't know. He's like, can I have lunch now? Like, what? Yeah. You're like, you just started 10 minutes ago. But so. building some structure into their yeah. day also, yeah. not just our day, but right. for the kids as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. Important. Important. Okay. Okay. Cool. Okay. Uh, Sandra, one more time. Uh, once again, Sandra here with us from, uh, and I'm sorry I'm not saying your last name. It's just I know I'm going to mess it up, so I don't even bother. Um, Lee <laughs> her last name is Leegee Brandon. See, there you yes. go. Uh -huh. uh, she's here with us uh, from Queen's Health Services. Uh, and, and once again, for resources on how to get mental health information, could you give some uh, some like a uh, website or something? Sure. Um, well, there's lots of websites, but you can go to, you can call Queen's Counseling Center at 691 Four three five two. Um, if you think you want to talk to a therapist, or if you think you want to talk to a provider who mm -hmm. can provide mental health treatment, um, and then also there's tons of apps, websites that you can go to. There's one called Seven Cups of Tea um, for the Soul, and it's trained volunteers who will just listen to you. Mm, mm. Nice. Sometimes mm -hmm. that's all you want is yeah. just somebody to listen to you that doesn't go. You know what I think you should do because <laughs> every every woman loves to hear that. No. <laughs> Mm -hmm. um, you know, I had another question also too. Uh, I have some friends who live in an apartment, or they—it's the two of them in an apartment, and it's just the two of them in a really small apartment. Mm -hmm. I mean, I have a house, so you know, when my wife gets mad at me, she can walk at least a couple rooms down, mm -hmm. and we're fine. But if you're living in an apartment, how do you create that space? Is it more? Do you just walk out onto the patio? I mean, yeah, I, I'm not sure how to do that. Patio. Uh, <laughs> it might be the bathroom. Um, yeah. I think, um, you know, one person can go. For, if you need that time, you can always go for a walk. Mm -hmm. um, nothing says that we can't go for a walk mm -hmm. right now. Mm -hmm. um, somebody can go for a walk and give each other that time. Um, you can create an invisible wall oh. that is your space. Mm -hmm. And so, oh, interesting. Yeah, like right? we used to do with our brothers and sisters. This is my side, <laughs> and that is your side. You stay over there. And I, is that mm. really seriously? Well, yeah, I mean, remember wow. living in the dorms, maybe when you went to college, mm -hmm. and so you're in one room together with a stranger, mm. right? But you have your side and my side. Mm -hmm. But maybe there's this therapeutic value to just create your own space. And so, in a small apartment, hey, this is my side, this is your side, and this is that part where we come together. Mm -hmm. and okay give each other that so see if they do that to you don't worry it's not that they hate you it's that they're trying to keep from hating you for longer <laughs> so if you give them their space they'll come back That's to you and be helpful. like okay yeah yes. all right okay yeah nice yeah. to know you actually said something really interesting there where you were talking about going for a walk i was thinking about so much is being said about the mind-body connection and sometimes people feel junk 
because they haven't maintained the physical side of themselves. And so exercise, um, your diet, even some exposure to sunlight, you would recommend that those things are related to your mental health as well, I would imagine? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah I definitely think if you're somebody who exercises all the time or, or thinks you want to exercise all the time, mm -hmm. that you do that, right? You can stream exercise videos. You can There's now apps. Mm -hmm. You can go outside and do and, and walk, do some running. I think I've seen more people running around and walking around the neighborhood <laughs> now than I, I probably ever have. But I think there's great value to that. And then exercise brings endorphins into your brain. Endorphins help lift your mood. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. so that's really important to have that, to, to have a kind of a, an avenue in which you can, you can do that. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. Uh, we got a question from uh, Jolene uh, Kageyama. She asks for uh, maybe some best practices for when one works in healthcare while the other one is at home. Or just healthcare or first responders yeah. in general, too. Yeah. We've heard some questions in the past because that is especially stressful. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that kind of happens in my house. My, my husband was, uh, he's always a little anxious when I go to work, you know, because I work course. in the hospital. And, and that's very normal and expected. I think um, it's to, for the, for the healthcare provider or the, or the first responder, I think it's to, to explain to your partner what's going on at work and all the things that you're doing to keep safe mm -hmm. and, you know, that I'm wearing a mask when I'm in the hospital or that we put on gloves when we're dealing with patients. I think it's to, because you know, as the, provide, as the, the first responder, you know what you're doing to protect yourselves, but mm -hmm. your partner doesn't, mm -hmm. right? Your other half doesn't. And mm -hmm. so it's to explain all the precautions that are being taken at work to help kind of reduce their fear and their anxiety. Mm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, I can imagine right now your husband's like, do you, do you really have to go to work? You can just stay home, right? That'd be fine. Look, I'm stuck with the two kids otherwise. Right? Yeah. Yeah. No, totally. Totally. Yeah. Uh, there are a lot of groups, actually, not only our first responders and our, our healthcare workers and so forth, but actually I'm looking at the CDC uh, website right now talking about groups that may respond more strongly to the stress of a crisis like this. So they're talking about our kupuna, um, older people, also people with chronic diseases who are at higher risk for COVID-19. So people who have diabetes or heart disease, um, children and teens are especially susceptible to stress in a crisis like this. Um, people who are helping with the response, like doctors and healthcare providers. And then they also talked about people who have mental health conditions previously existing so such as depression or problems with substance use or even abuse so those are situations also that you might have higher stress mm -hmm. um somebody had asked earlier and i'm trying to find that post but um they had asked about what if you are stuck inside you and there's substance abuse and and other kinds of abuse in the family yeah that's really hard i think if you know to me if there's domestic violence that should be there's a no tolerance there you know, if you're in a position where you're feeling like you're in danger, you need to call the police, you need to get help. Their shelters are still open for domestic violence shelters. Okay. Um, there are resources available that people can call and they can go onto the Department of Health website or state website. Um, but I think no one should be put into that situation and that they should absolutely get help. Mm -hmm. I definitely think substance abuse will become an issue mm. um, that if people are staying home, they're Self -medicating probably medicating. Mm -hmm. And, mm. and um, you know, that I strongly recommend that people don't self-medicate, mm. right? That if that's their way of coping, that that is there's definitely bad ways to cope mm -hmm. and you know taking anger out on people drinking or or doing drugs yeah um or drinking more than you would normally yeah, do they're saying there's a, there's been a run on alcohol sales 
like it's really strong right now mm-hmm. yeah right yeah and i absolutely believe that's true mm-hmm. and um it's it's definitely a negative way to cope and so there are better ways to do that but one thing people should start doing is start talking to a, a provider or start talking to somebody mm-hmm. about the feelings that they're having versus turning to like a bottle and trying to cope that way mm-hmm. um because there are plenty of people to help and now with telemedicine there are ample people around to be able to talk to somebody but okay. there is great therapy and value into talking to a professional oh that's this. awesome i'm also watching uh people having more sort of these zoom meetings with their friends which i think is kind of cool yeah i have a pauhana scheduled tonight with uh, a bunch of my friends <laughs> oh, nice. on zoom and so that's what we're calling it pauhana there you go and uh-huh. so we're gonna have a glass uh-huh. and just one glass yeah. and we're gonna um all zoom into each other it'll be like a brady bunch screen where we can all yeah. see little snippets yeah. and talk to each other and and still be able to enjoy that camaraderie yeah. mm-hmm. and that fellowship mm-hmm. um and and still kind of get some normalcy to to what you do and the right. things that you miss that's awesome. That's yeah. awesome. I got to try that. I, so actually my family and I, I, I put out the alert to all of my family. I said, this weekend, we're going to Zoom. And my older relatives are going, what is Zoom? <laughs> so I have to educate them on that. Some of them just got smartphones for the first time. So we're going to try that. We're yes. going to try that this weekend. It's yeah, fun. I saw somebody on Facebook who had um, dinner. They, they, I guess they have a family dinner every Friday night. Uh-huh. And so everyone just Zoomed from their house. Oh, nice. And had dinner at the same yeah. time. That's yeah. a good idea. So And, and I think that's also one other way to try and keep a schedule almost right Mm, it's not just normalcy but it's also scheduling so you can say okay every week at this particular time our family gets together we're all going to zoom in we'll check in on everybody and if you're only there for five minutes you're only there for five minutes and you can jump out but uh for other people it's it's uh, that connection is is really important because um i'm wondering what's happening with all our extroverts um, as I raise my hand slowly. Yeah, the social butterfly people, it's, mm-hmm. it's hard. If, honest to goodness, if I didn't have this job where I have to go out and be social and talk on the radio and be with her in a room Oi. for like five hours, yeah. um, I, I think I'd be going crazy right about now. Uh, so uh, do you have any suggestions for people who are extroverts other than like Zooming? Do we... Do we meet up in a park and just yell across the road to each other? <laughs> Can I, I see neighbors standing out in their backyard mm-hmm. talking yeah. to people as they go by? Um, I I think for the extroverts, it's it's Zoom, it's talking to our friends. I, mm-hmm. I don't think I've speak, spoken to my best friend on the mainland so many t- so many more times. Oh really? Those last couple of weeks. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, I think. Um, it's yeah i i think it's important i think you're gonna the extroverts are probably gonna feel more stuck <sighs> right yeah. than mm-hmm. the people who like to stay home i i my I, wife's <laughs> my wife's happy as a clam yeah. she's like Woo-hoo! this is good I oh because I, she's I more introverted in, oh, right? she's yeah. way introverted so yeah. she's so she's like this is awesome. great we don't yeah. gotta talk to anybody really <laughs> awesome and you're like and talking, I'm, talking, I'm scratching talking. at the walls she's like i gotta go <laughs> yeah so but you okay. can get out, exercise, get out, wave hi to the neighbors. the exercise thing, and it's uh, being healthy, and, and it kind of goes against everything I believe in. So oh, no. Try, you I'm can do to, it. I'll, I'll work at it. I'll work on it. I'll work on it. Uh, Esme, do we have any other questions? Yeah, we're going to have more, but do you, you want to take a break? And yeah, then, sure. And why don't back? we do that? Yeah. Okay. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. Uh, we are here with Sandra from Queens Health Systems. We're just talking about general mental health and, mm-hmm. and trying to keep you... <laughs> going nuts in your house if you do have any questions for us you can shoot them to us on uh, you can shoot them to us on facebook Mm -hmm. Uh, we have facebook live going but you can also give us a call here to 947-5868 
Wake up with 94.7 Kumi and the Rise and Drive Morning Show. All righty. Well, uh, we are back on 94.7 Kumu. It is Kumu Kokua time. Mm-hmm. And uh, we are happy to have, have in here with us from Queen's Medical Center, well, Queen's Health Systems, That's excuse right. me, uh, Sonia here with us. Sandra. Uh, Sandra. So, Sandra Leigh. Brandon. Brandon. Mm-hmm. I'm and sorry, Sandra. <laughs> I'll get it. I'll get it right before you go. But, uh, she is Director of Behavioral Health Services for the Queen's Health System. So we're so glad you're here to talk about mental health because a lot of people are dealing with a lot of things going on. Mm. And that is, as you've been saying, that is natural for this kind of uh, stressful situation uh, for the entire globe. Yeah. I, don't, I don't think we've had something in our lifetime like this quite like this it's unprecedented no not not at the at the at the scale we're mm-hmm. having i mean cuz uh, 9/11 was nationwide but it affected mostly new york i mean physically right uh, this one is physically and emotionally and sort of mentally affecting everybody all at once yeah. and so it's like holy moly and there's nowhere to really turn and you were saying something interesting uh, while we were off air about uh, you're reading something and it kind of struck you, right? Yeah, I read an article by the Harvard Business Review that said that what we're actually feeling is not so much anxiety, but it's actually grief. Um, that yeah. we're feeling a loss of what normalcy was, mm-hmm. the, the life we, that we had. And then mm-hmm. we're actually going through the stages of, of grief in which there is anger, right? Why is this happening? Mm-hmm. There's bargaining. Okay, if I isolate for two weeks, if, I, if we do the social distancing for two weeks, everything will be back to normal in two mm-hmm. weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, you have that anger. You have... Um, you have uh, denial, denial, <laughs> right? That this it's isn't happening. happening. This, actu- this yeah. actually isn't happening to us. Mm-hmm. Um, you have Sounds the sadness. Like anyway, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you have sadness, and that's that increase in depression. Mm-hmm. And finally, there'll be this acceptance. Okay, maybe this is the new normal. Yeah. Um, and 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 uh, to me, that seems almost more um, impactful than just saying it's anxiety, because I I think we all are going through these stages of grief mm-hmm. in some respect or others, and that they don't come in a. It, it's not versus anger and or versus denial versus anger that they all happen at different times or you can be experiencing more one or more at the same time mm-hmm. but that actually we we have lost something mm-hmm. definitely definitely mm-hmm. a, secu- a sense of security in our lives i think yeah. absolutely yeah. normalcy security mm-hmm. comfort mm-hmm. and and it's and once again it's okay to feel those things uh, the important thing is not to hold them in, let them squash you, but to let them out, talk them out with people uh, so that you can kind of move through those stages. Because if you get stuck in one of those stages, that's where it gets to be a problem, right? Absolutely. Yeah. You have to be able to, one, recognize what you're feeling. Mm-hmm. So to even just say to yourself, I'm angry, right? Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm upset that I've lost this, this all, mm-hmm. all that I've lost. Yeah. Um, and then you have to be able to talk to somebody, talk to people. And there's really great therapy into talking to a stranger. Hmm. That sometimes we're talking to our family members, and oh, yeah. and they have they're vested in what you're saying. They could take personal offense to that. But if you speak to a stranger, yes, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of therapy into speaking to. I mean, you go to a therapist. There's a, mm-hmm. there's really good good um, information or good therapy that happens when you're talking to a complete stranger. Mm-hmm. Like when you get on an airplane and you start talking to the person next to you and telling them your life story. It's kind of, it's kind of the same thing. There's really great value to talking to somebody who has no vested interest mm-hmm. in what's happening in your environment other than just you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, but, yeah. And, and also they have the training to sort of help you through that stuff. Right. right? And to help so you identify. Just talk to, well, she's, not, she's not saying <laughs> walk up to a random stranger and tell them your life story. She's saying, okay, uh, talking to someone who is who has training so they can recognize certain uh, behavioral patterns or helping you through certain stuff. Because I know my, my therapist just goes, okay, so 
that happened. Right. <laughs> what is the thing that we're taking away from that? Or, you know, I see this pattern developing or things like that, which are really helpful. It is. And it helps you identify those feelings that you have that maybe you can't even name for yourself, mm. you know, mm -hmm. and to kind of give you some tools in mm -hmm. which you can do that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Having, that, having those tools in the toolbox is really helpful. Mm -hmm. um, okay. And, and once again, uh, we're going to ad nauseum give you these, uh, this information with who they can contact uh, if they want to talk to someone. Mm -hmm. So uh, who is the number again? Queens Counseling Center, 691-4352. Mm -hmm. um, they're available. Um, they can answer the phones during the day and um, also offer telemedicine. And, um, and, and, and if it's not, you know, not with us, then see somebody. See somebody through telemedicine. Okay. Okay. Any okay. other questions we got? Yeah, I think we're good. We're good. Yeah. Was there anything else that you wanted yeah. to add? Did you want to mention anything? No. I. I, I just want to <laughs> let everyone know that you know everyone feels this uh, anxiety, this grief, depression. We all experience it in different ways, mm -hmm. but in some forms. Mm -hmm. And so I. I want people to try not to say that they're they're experiencing something that no one else is experiencing. Mm -hmm. This is very mm -hmm. normal. Um, and that we all have different severities and we all take, deal with this, cope with this in different ways, mm -hmm. but that we're all in the same boat. Oh, I know. What, what do we tell the, the guys who are listening who are like, no, nah, I don't need to see somebody. That means, you know, because, I mean, local There's boys, a, yeah. they have a hard time. There's and a stigma macho, about it. The macho culture. Yeah. 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 I mean, so other, than, other than get over yourself. Right. Is there, is there something that we can say to them to, to help them make that step to go? Because I've, I've told a lot of my friends that are guys and I go hey <laughs> just go see somebody and when I tell them that I see somebody they go really do you, t you tell people in public that you go to see someone I go yeah there's nothing wrong with it go asking it, it and it has nothing to do with there's something wrong with me it actually helps you to figure stuff out yeah I think um, you know clearly there's a the stigma that comes with uh, seeing somebody mm -hmm. um, but but um, I, you have to ask yourself, are you getting more agitated than normal? Are you getting irritable? Are mm. you drinking more than normal? Smoking mm. more than normal? There's Eating always more than normal. Yes. Right? I, I, well, I'm that's on a the function COVID. of your daughter cooking better. So. I'm on that's the COVID true. diet, I yeah. call it, yeah. uh, where I'm actually eating more, yeah. you know, the, in, in different ways of coping. But yeah. um, ask yourself if you're doing those things and then go out and try to speak to somebody. And, and mm. sure, it, if you don't want to talk to a professional, mm -hmm. start talking, mm. right? Start to identify that you're having those feelings because keeping it internal is only going to manifest into the physiological symptoms. Mm. Excellent point. Okay. Yeah. Sandra, thank you so much for stopping thank by. Thank you. We're so glad. It. Yeah. Thank you. And uh, if you are just tuning in or you've been following us uh, on our Facebook, we will have this video uh, posted in its entirety. Uh, so you can check out the conversation from the beginning. But uh, thank you to Sandra Liji Brandon, Director of Behavioral Health Services for the Queen's Health System, helping all of us to uh, be uh, mindful of our mental health and uh, hopefully that'll help sustain us through all of this pandemic and lockdown situation. Thank you. Thank you.